And we're back with another exciting episode of Towelite Talk. This is Chris. This is Casey. And we are going to do another wrap-up because we have just had another convention happen. Uh, Last episode, we talked about Star Wars Celebration. And a week later, what do we have? San Diego Comic-Con. Now, there's a ton of news to come out of this convention. And originally, I know that we had some comic book news on here, but really... You know, I really believe that these conventions are, these comic book con uh, conventions are more entertainment-based now than anything else. Um, what do you think about that statement? Yeah, it's a it's a pop culture event. It's not so much of a comic con as it is, um, you know, pop culture. A lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about is comic book related, be it movies and television, you know, maybe a little bit of video game, whatever, but... It, it is not so much about the comics. The comic news came out a week or two before Comic-Con. Like, there was no earth-shattering, like, drops of details. You know what I mean? Like, Rebirth and Civil War Two already came out a couple months ago, or a month and a half ago at this point. So, the comic book news isn't so huge as all the properties that surround it. So, I think today our focus is really going to be on pretty much all the footage that we got to see from these properties. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the funny thing is, like, when you think about it, most of the press releases we got were the big news. We got the days leading into Comic-Con for comic books. So I guess really the biggest news to me coming out of Comic-Con for comic book-wise was that Doctor Strange Punisher team-up book, which I loved it when uh, Jason Aaron did, uh, what was that one? I forgot already, but that was a great great comic so uh let's move on to i guess let's let's talk about let's about the the instead of getting to the comic book stuff first let's get into the movie trailers um some of the other stuff the tv trailers that aren't totally related to strictly marvel and dc uh the first one that i I really want to talk about is american gods because that's something that you're more familiar with than i am uh the neil gaiman book Uh, it's coming to is it stars or showtime Stars. stars Um, so that's, that's exciting. Uh, there's been a lot of casting news leading up to San Diego Comic-Con and we got our first look at it. What say you? Personally, I thought it was amazing. I had a huge smile on my face, uh, watching the trailer. It's one of those things where you almost have to think, oh, is it adaptable or not? But I knew Neil Gaiman had a heavy hand in it. Um, Brian Fuller, the creator of, um, who is it? Heroes and Pushing Daisies and stuff. I think he was also the co-creator showrunner on this. So it looks like the the book come to life. Um, that's one of my favorite books that I've ever read. Um, not to mention Neil Gaiman. I, I was pleasantly surprised watching that trailer. Cool. I watched it. It made no sense to me. It looks good. Uh, my wife said the same thing. She was like, I don't know why, but it looks good. Does it look like the book? I go, yeah. She goes, okay, let's watch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll probably get around to reading the book sometime when I'm not, you know, swamped with Star Wars titles to read. So I think I bought your wife that book two times <laughs> for Christmas, two different occasions. Did you actually give it to her? I don't think so. Yeah. I think I bought it to her in e-format and oh, okay. in an actual book. <laughs> I'm going to go find that immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, Please look on her Kindle. She's She's got it. Actually, I don't think you did. I think you asked me, and then you sent me the the 
the the torn version. So, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know if she'll read it. And then you're like, all right, uh, here's the torn version. And then you got her something else. Okay. Um, so maybe you're right. Because right. if we had that in the house, I'm pretty sure I would have read it by now. Because I debate read it, like buying it all the time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, what do you think? It's going to be good. You said good, so I will watch it. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'll have my cable subscription back by then. So there you go. Um, next up. Little uh, little opposite spectrum here. We'll have uh, a made-for-TV movie for Nickelodeon coming up. It's based on the old game show, one of my favorites on the channel when I was a kid, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, I watched, just watched the trailer for that. It looks, it looks to be a pretty good time if you uh, like adventure and uh, Indiana Jones-esque esque things. So uh, it's got the I forget what the what the uh, iconic face face uh, idol from that is. Um, He's not really featured too much in it until the end of the trailer, but he's there. And uh, I don't know. It's It looks to be a good TV movie, at least. Yeah, it looks to be like a cheesy good time. It was very 90s. Um, I'm down. You know what I mean? Like, just to kind of shut my brain off for a little bit, like Legends of the Hidden Temple, why not? Um, Nickelodeon had actually a pretty big presence with their 90s throwback at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, they also announced um, a Hey Arthur movie, and I think they're going to be doing some other stuff with like their Nicktoons. Um, so I, I bet you there's going to be. This is just the tip of the iceberg, depending on how these two franchises uh, go. You know, maybe we'll see more Ren and Stimpy, maybe Rocco's Modern Life, maybe Doug. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. It, it, it was pretty cool just to even get to see some of those franchises and Legends of the Hidden Temple. Why not? Yeah, it was funny because they actually show the original host Kirk uh, Kirk Fogg on that. As a, yeah, that was it's, funny. It's weird. So um, it'll be kind of funny to see how that plays out. I at first thought that it was uh, going to be a reboot, like a reboot game show, and actually be the show itself. Until I watched the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, it's an actual movie." So yeah, cool enough. Kids will dig it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're gonna. I say, I guess we'll touch on this because this is kind of an outside the Marvel Studios block of things uh this is this is gonna be uh legion is coming to tv on fx presented by fox as we all know fox owns the rights to mutants uh and all that goodness from the marvel side uh there is a rumor that um i guess it is confirmed now that marvel studios and fox are going to work on a tv show together uh which is exciting news and many uh many prospects for the future and that i hope but legion will be uh fox's first tv show uh, with this franchise, and it's based around the son of Charles Xavier, which is an uh, interesting thing. I'm not really familiar with the comics as much. I've kind of just looked at it briefly uh, through Wikipedia, um, but it's it's kind of cool to see this very weird-looking TV show. Um, you know, it's a departure from the X-Men, the basic X-Men premise. It's a departure from what they do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so um, tell us a little bit about that. I have not read this comic. I'm familiar with the character, um, but I have heard that the comic is one of the best X titles ever made. I um, I have them. I just have not read them. But this trailer is one of the best trailers that I've seen out of everything at a Comic-Con because it was so out there. And the part where like he's like dancing, you know, he's doing like the Indian type dancing or whatever. <laughs> I was like what is going on? Like, what kind of ride am I about to get into? And 
he is also, as they say in the trailer, one of the most powerful mutants. Um, most of this will take place inside of his own head, or at <laughs> least inside the mental institution. I can't remember how many different split personalities that he has. Um, but the thing about them is that they all have different mutant powers. And that's why he's one of the most powerful mutants is because he has so many different mutant powers, um, almost like a Peter Petrelli in that sense. So it's, uh, they can go on in so many different directions because every personality can be something else. It can almost be a little bit like dollhouse where how she goes into a different body. And then it's like, here's an action movie. Here's a romance. Here's a, this, like, they can do endless amounts of things um, with this character. So it's it's great for TV, and if they handle it right. And, you know, I'm glad it's not on Fox because, you know, as we know, on Fox it would be canceled within a year. Maybe on FX uh, they can push the boundaries a little bit more. And, you know, Fox and, and Marvel will have a good thing on their hands. So I, I thought this trailer was, is, as far as TV trailers, it was my favorite TV trailer, hands down. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just, it'll be nice to watch an X-Men TV show, I think. Correct. Just, since Generation X, we've been waiting for this moment. Yeah, yeah <laughs> since since the first episode of that ended, we were just like, what is this? Uh, yeah. Next up, uh, we have The Exorcist is coming to TV. It's coming to Fox. Uh, in the... In I guess in the wake of uh, Outcast being a very popular show about demons and possessions and whatnot, it's one of my favorite shows on TV right now. Do you think The Exorcist has room to be on TV? Do you think that the demand for it is there? Um, and how do you really treat the show differently than something that's so good as Outcast? Um, how do you do things really differently, I guess? I'll tell you how, making one of the scariest trailers I've ever seen. I'm I have not, not even, watched it, so I need to, I was I need to do that. literally scared. I don't know if it was like this morning, you know, I came into work. It was super dark and stormy. And it was <laughs> like almost pitch black out. And, I, you know, I wasn't quite fully awake with my coffee and stuff like that. And I watched this trailer, and I was like, this is some spooky shit. Especially, I think it is on Fox. Um, haven't seen Gina Davis in a long time. It was good to see her back. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think the way that they're going to handle it is kind of like Outcast. There's like a bunch of different uh, exorcisms all around, but I mean, it looked creepy. And I don't usually say that. Um, the Exorcist, Kill Me If You Want To, is actually a pretty boring movie outside of the parts with, uh, you know, Linda Blair as the demon. Like, and, and I will say, when you see those parts, it is a scary effing movie because yeah. they use practical effects. It looks awesome. And this trailer, you know, it, it just it just had a really good vibe. They, they did a good job with it. And if, if the trailer is any indication how the show's going to play out, they may have a pretty good hit on their hands. Yeah, I think that, you know, possession is, is a scary thing to a lot of people. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a very almost, if you have like a religious background or, you know, any kind of faith, it's a very real monster that could that people believe that could happen it's there's stories about it in real life you know stuff like that so i think it really does touch upon that you know out of body experience just having something else controlling you is it's a very scary thing it's like outcast is a very slow burn um but at the same time it's like it's it's so well written and the characters are so good um that you just keep coming back for more and they give you 
enough every week where it's yeah. like, man, I really want to see what happens next. Um, so yeah, hopefully this, this does well. I mean, I like the extra movie. Like you said, I'm not a, not a huge fan of it. I agree with you on all those points, but we'll, we'll see how it works, I guess. Uh, next up, a show I don't watch. My wife watches it. Uh, she promised me that she would watch it with me just like, uh, the blacklist, but, um, looks like I'm gonna have to do this on my own. Uh, Sherlock season four is coming. I have, sent that to her i didn't watch the trailer because why would i what do you think well as a huge sherlock fan i'm super excited about it and this is the first of the two uh bbc uh detective shows that we'll be talking about or at least i will be um super big fan of sherlock and benedict cumberbatch season three ended literally with a bang so it's gonna be really interesting to see where these characters end up um i don't know i'm all in it's just it's the same old Sherlock. It looks like the stakes are a little bit higher. They're adding, um, who's the guy who plays uh, Zola, Armin Zola in the Marvel uh, movie? Yeah. It's Toby, it's Toby Kennel or Toby Cabell. No, never mind. That's uh, that's actually Dr. Doom. But anywho, whatever that actor's name is, he's getting added to the cast. Toby Jones. Toby Jones, yeah. He's a fantastic actor. So, And he looks like he might be playing a bad guy. I'm all about it. That guy's acting great. So it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an easy show for me to catch up on anyhow. I just got to take the time and watch it. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, So every season, six hours, and there are hour and a half long movies, or maybe and there's three episodes. So I think you could do it in, you really, if you push yourself, you could do it in a day and a half. I mean, it's about 18 hours of, of watching. I did, I did Stranger Things in um, two Two days it took me to watch that one season. Okay, because so it was just... you'll take a week for Sherlock then. But yeah, yeah you can you can bang it. I just know that you're watching hour and a half long movies. I mean, <laughs> like that's literally what it is. That's good with me, especially if everybody loves it so much. So happy. Next up, the other detective show that you mentioned, the Douglas Adams classic Dirk Gently is coming to TV. I'm not really familiar with it, so I'll let you talk about it once again. Did, did you watch the trailer though? I did not. I should watch it though. So I, wanted the, to read the, I wanted to read the comic when it came out, um, but I didn't. But I'll, I'll go watch the trailer after we're done. I can't remember if I bought the comic. I want to say that it did. Uh, Dark Horse is putting out. It's Max Landis is writing it. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Um, it's a pretty, pretty awesome trailer. It looks like a lot of fun. It looks really weird and messed up. So if Sherlock is a little bit more serious, even though Benedict Cumberbatch is also weird in it, um, this this guy is just complete bonkers. You add Elijah Wood as his quote-unquote Watson, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot more goofball-y um, than you're getting from Sherlock, but that's fine. You know, I think Max Landis is a good writer. Um, we're obviously huge fans of Douglas Adams. We named Don't Forget a Towel website after him. Um, this looks like it could be another hit, especially on the BBC. They just know how to do shows. I don't want to slag off on America, but it tends to be if you watch a BBC show, it's a way higher quality than your, your American counterpart. Just saying. I agree. But I also think that American TV is starting to catch up to that now as well. Um, it really depends on what what we're talking Depends about in the show yeah. amc fx those shows you can't the, the quality of those cable shows are right up there with uh those kind of shows so um 
yeah, so that that basically kind of hits the randomness of TV and you know what's coming out for that. So let's move on to the movies that really kind of piqued our interests. Um, I'm a huge King Arthur fan. I have always been uh, with Excalibur, First Night, you know, name it, whatever. I love uh, I love that whole mythos. Uh, so when I heard, you know, that um, this movie was coming out, uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, uh, by, by Guy Ritchie, who is a, you know, a very, uh, I would say, avant-garde, I don't know, director, very, uh, very artsy. Uh, this trailer blew my mind. Um, it's very, it's, it is very medieval at the same time. It, it's like, it's like watching any of his other movies with like that weird, the camera work that he does. And just, um, it looks, it was probably one of my favorite movie trailers from, from the event. Yeah. I watched this trailer. Um, didn't really know what to expect. I actually didn't yeah. know what to expect until you told me that it was lock stock meets Lord of the Rings. Yes. Like before that, all I had ever seen was a still of Charlie uh, Hunan or Human mm-hmm. Hunan uh, holding like a sword and seeing him in a scruffy beard. And I go, okay, I love this actor. I've loved him since Green Street Hooligans, directed by Lexi Alexander. Just in case you guys are wondering. Um, so I, you know, I've always I've always liked him. Actually, liked him before that. He was on Undeclared, which is uh, Judd Apatow's like after Freaks and Geeks. So. Huh. I, I was very excited to, to see this trailer, not knowing what to expect. As soon as you see the fantastical elements show up, like giant elephants and Jude Law, I think, playing Merlin, at least yeah. that's my assumption. That's um, what I, I mean, well, who else would he be? You know? I don't know. Yeah, Morgana Le Fay. It was just like, this is typical Guy Ritchie cast with typical Guy Ritchie uh, camera work with fantasy, which he has not done yet. I flipped my shit watching this trailer. So, so it, it was just like Excalibur, which is one of my favorite movies. I don't care how mm-hmm. slow it is. I'm oh, it doesn't crack. matter. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all it was. It was Excalibur updated by Guy Ritchie. Looked yes. fucking great. Yeah, that, that movie I'm going to go see day one, without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see a movie like this. Um, and not be a comic book movie and actually really be excited to see it because it's just like, we're inundated with these comic book movies now, which, you know, whatever, that's fine. And these reboots and this, I mean, this is kind of a reboot, but not really, it's a retelling of a classic tale. So, I mean, it's awesome to be this excited about a movie that's coming out. That isn't a superhero though. I guess King Arthur could be a superhero in the, in the olden days. Um, so yeah, pumped next up. We have, Legendary once again rebooting the King Kong franchise. This time around, it's called Kong Skull Island. Um, you know, I was, you know, the last King Kong movie was meh. Uh, it was Peter Jackson did an okay job with that movie. It was definitely um, a little bit more fantastical than anything else. Uh, very Jurassic Park esque. I, I know that probably I would say that The Lost World stole the elements from that first, but. Um, you know, it wasn't overly impressive this time around a little bit better. Kong is huge. I mean, just the, the pictures in that you see are mammoth and I know that they're lining him up to really do the Godzilla King Kong crossover, you know, so it's, it's really lining up to 
match him up with that. Uh, the cast looks great. Tom Hiddleston, um, Brie Larson. I forget who else is in the movie already. Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I know that, you know, you're kind of skeptical about this. I, you know, I like, I like King Kong as a character. I, I do like these classic monsters. So, you know, I'll go see this in the theater. So uh, this one's getting put out by legendary and Warner brothers. Um, the other one was new line. Okay. Which actually Warner brothers now also owns. Um, I did not give a shit about it because I did not like Peter Jackson's movie. And I think it was just because I was so hyped up after Lord of the Rings and I was waiting for Peter Jackson's next movie. I've liked that guy since I saw brain, um, brain dead or dead alive in America. Like I've loved Peter Jackson forever. Uh, this one, I was like, okay, you know, I, I don't care. I don't care that they're making a ride out of it. Anything like that. Even the cast, I don't care that they're in this movie. The trailer did turn me into um, a little bit more exciting. Most of the footage was them having to deal with King Kong without actually seeing King Kong. And I get it. Like, it's your first trailer. You don't want to give it away too soon. How they're going to line it up with Godzilla, I don't know. I didn't like that other Godzilla movie either. So it's just like, I do want to see it. Do I have to see it in the theater? I don't know. Other than the fact, like, I'll tell you what, that shot of him, that um, fucking, uh, what is it, um, that movie with Marlon Brando, you know what I mean? Apocalypse Now. Oh, yeah, Apocalypse yeah. Now type shot of yep. King Kong. In the background? In the, yeah, with the sunset yeah. in the background. That shot, I go, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because he's just he's just looming there. I'm like, wait, what? Is, what are they showing? It's just like, is he just standing there? <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking beast waiting yeah. to throw a tree through a helicopter. Yeah, that I I would like them to get away from like. I understand you kind of have to do the same recipe with the King Kong movie, but if they can do it a little bit different, make it a little bit more exciting, uh, not use her as kind of like the yes. you know the the damsel in distress. Yes. Just make it like we're running away from this giant ape because if we don't, he's going to fuck us up. And if he doesn't rip like a Tyrannosaurus Rex in half a couple times and like throw it, like throw it at somebody, I guess we're going to waste our time watching the movie, but I'll see them. I'll see in the theater because I think because of the scale of this kind of movie, it's I think it's, it's, it's appropriate to see it. I think. Right. It, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was a lot better than I expected. Cause I expected zero um i was curious about what time period this takes place in though because Definitely it's not mind. yeah it's not it's weird because it wasn't old timey until i saw john goodman using a film camera which i thought was curious so i was just like i'm not quite sure what time period it takes place in um but you know whatever i i like the fact that they kept talking about how like we shouldn't be in their world. And this guy's been around for his longest time. And I really like that. They kept driving home the point, you know, that like we shouldn't be messing with this and nature and all that stuff. I, I, I think that was cool, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, you're right for the sale. Sorry for the size and scale of it. Probably should see it in the theater. It, maybe I just won't spend IMAX prices on it. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, same thing as Godzilla. I mean, it's like, don't, don't fuck with nature. Yeah. Speaking of going out to nature, um, <laughs> the next 
the I guess I would say this is probably one of the biggest surprises um, in a long time horror wise. Uh, we knew that um, the woods was coming out. Uh, the woods looked to be you know pretty scary, re- innovative horror movie. Uh, it's by um, I'm drawing a, who's it? I'm Adam Wingard. Like, Adam Wingard. Uh, the guest, and which you maybe remember. And you're next. <laughs> I don't remember it, um, but I will be watching it because I just put it on my wit- on my list the other day. Um, if you want to understand why, go back to the last Cowlight Scum episode. Um, but it was announced at Comic-Con that The Woods was actually a red herring. Um, we are getting a true sequel to The Blair Witch Project, uh, which, you know, back in the day, it was, it was very innovative for the time. Um, the found footage... Uh, it was, you know, people talked it up. It was it, w- it was a hugely successful low-budget movie that um, now is getting a sequel. Hey, I think, is for my memory, it's the first found footage movie that I can think of. Um, and it's also the first movie that I can think of that had a viral campaign because it's during the early days of the internet. So, you know, you had to go to like this website and it told you all this information about the Blair Witch. And I mean, for all of us, the Internet wasn't as prominent. Cell phones, I'm not even sure existed. Or if it was, it was like a Zach Morris type situation. There was no texting or Internet. out. There wasn't smartphones. So like this viral campaign, like I fell for it. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess they found this footage. I guess this is what happened. And seeing the, the movie, I personally was freaked out. And I know it's like, it's really split. It's it's probably, I won't even say 50-50. I think 70% of people probably really did believe it was real and 30% were like, ah, it's bullshit. But anywho, point being is that I was scared of the Blair Witch when it came out. Um, I like Adam Wingard when I heard about the the woods i was like oh okay this is a new project by him maybe this will be pretty cool whatever he's doing i'm probably into and then finding out it was a blair witch project uh sequel i was like that's it i don't even need to see footage i'm in seeing the footage seeing that it was so much a sequel way more than like book of secrets was which is bullshit um i'm in like they tied up perfectly to the first one I think it's like the kid's brother, uh, the girl, Heather, her brother is trying to search for her. Like they matched up that final scene where like the kids just stuck against the wall and scared. (laughs) I was like, this is fucking great. Like I cannot wait for this movie. And it comes out in two months, comes out in September. Like bam, like way to drop a bomb on Comic-Con and on, you know, the public in general. So this movie probably cost five million dollars if that will it will make easy easy 20 million maybe 30 million dollars like i mean they just put out lights out that costs five million it made 21 million this past weekend like which project are you fucking kidding me i won't be surprised for like a 40 million opening and you know adam wingard that's that's his bread and butter he makes movies for less than 10 million and they all make their money back tenfold like done can't wait for it. Can't wait. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, next up, uh, we have Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, it's the prequel to the whole Harry Potter story, um, in a way, I guess. I just watched the trailer. It's the best trailer I've seen yet from that movie. 
Um, very excited. I mean, just with the, the classic music happening, uh, a lot more just the fact that there's like these magical creatures unleashed them upon like the city is like, you know, it's the true, like I said to you earlier, it's like the true Pokemon go of, uh, the movie world. <laughs> that is definitely one way to put it. Um, and I'm okay with it. So I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, read all the books, seen the movies multiple times in the theater, always there for the midnight releases. Um, this movie, I will, I've been kind of like, eh, you know, it looks good. I'm, I'm kind of excited. This latest trailer got me pretty pumped up for it. Um, what it's really about is the American side of wizardry. Like we got really into the British side of things. This is the American side and like they have their own Hogwarts type of thing. Um, you know, native American culture is like a different sect of wizardry in a way. Like they have their own magical creatures and stuff. And like uh, the Salem witch trials is another section of American history dealing with it. Like JK Rowling has been releasing these um, little excerpts the last couple months, like leading up into the movie about how like American treats magic or sorry, America treats magic and everything like this. And um, that's all been a precursor to what we're going to see with um, fantastic beasts. It's a planned trilogy. Um, she's been heavily overseeing the script and the writing process through this and, you know, the whole filmmaking process. I'm down, you know, I want to get back into that world. And like you said, this trailer has been the best one yet. I, I completely forgot Colin Farrell was in it. He looks yeah. to be like the bad guy in it. He looks awesome. So this looks like a lot of fun. And, um, you know, Eddie Redmayne, I think he got, I don't know if he won the Oscar or if he got, I know he got nominated for a Danish girl as well as like that Stephen Hawking movie. Like this guy is just blowing up left and right indie wise. Like this is probably going to put him on the map in the uh, mainstream audiences. So for the fault within our stars, he was in um, good actor. So I can't wait for this. Cool. No, definitely. Definitely. Uh, it's time for, return to the magical world of Harry Potter, I believe. So um, next up, there was a special panel celebrating the 30th anniversary of aliens. Uh, the whole, mostly the most, the main cast of uh, the James Cameron movie was there, including James Cameron, Scorny Weaver. Um, <laughs> can just keep naming them, but they I haven't watched this yet and I really need to make time to watch it because I, I, I really want to, but what we're getting next in the alien franchise. Now I don't want to say, unfortunately, because I do like Ridley Scott. I was kind of a fan of Prometheus, but it was kind of a big pisser that they, you know, they were like, all right, we're going to do a Prometheus two, And then, then, then Ridley Scott was like, uh, I don't want to ever do anything with aliens again. Da, da, da. And all of a sudden he's doing Alien Covenant. And then we had heard news that Neil Blomkamp wanted to do Aliens 5 or the direct sequel to Aliens while we erase Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection from from the existence of the whole franchise. Which, you know, I have negative feelings and positive feelings about both of that. Um, but at the same time, I really would have rather seen a Neil Blomkamp movie than another Ridley Scott movie in my, my personal opinion. Um, so I don't know. What do you, what do you really feel about this? 
I mean, both both Cameron and Weaver have both said how much they love that script, and they want it to happen. Well, first of all, let me. Um, I screwed up a little bit. I said that uh, Eddie Redmayne was in a different movie. He's in the Theory of Everything. That's the Stephen Hawking movie. Oh, okay. sorry. If, regarding the alien thing, um, you know, it's hard for me to say because, like, do you think James Cameron and Sigourney Weaver are going to come out and be like, "Oh, hey, these are uh, this is going to be a shitty movie." or this script sucks, or anything that's not 100% positive, knowing that, like, Fox writes their checks at the end of the day. Like, they're going to say positive things. Like, that's just it. I don't I don't know, because, like, James Cameron can always go and do his own thing anyhow. They're going to fucking pay him to go and make umpteenth, you know, Avatar sequels. The guy has the power in his pocket. If the guy says, if one of the most legendary directors of all time says, yeah, I really like this script, he made the best alien movie. I mean, I, I believe anything that would really come out of his mouth regarding that, not everything, but you know what I'm saying? I do. I would regard his opinion, maybe over Sigourney Weaver's even, um, Sigourney Weaver is looking, you know, to probably pick up, you know, her role as uh, Ellen Ripley again, I'm sure. And she would say that just to make this movie happen. But James Cameron, I guess maybe has less stakes in it. So, I mean, I would kind of just say, yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not pumping up fucking alien confident. Right. Um, which just wrapped filming. Um, and we haven't seen any, I've seen one behind the scenes picture from it. I guess like, I'm excited to see alien five. If it's what Neil bomb, uh, camp originally envisioned, which was, you know, Michael Bean is there as, um, Oh God, that's, Hicks, Hicks, yep, and um, Ellen Ripley team back up. I think like Nude is older, and like all this stuff happens, and they have to somehow face a threat of aliens. Like I'm in, of course I'm in. I'm gonna be there, and especially if they endorse it, I'm there too. But like that's just because Alien and Predator are up there with Jason and Freddy for me. Like I'll see anything that gets put out from them. Yep. And yeah, I'm excited for it, and I'm more excited about that than Alien Covenant. But you know, until we start seeing, uh, you know, the production actually start on it, I just have to be cautiously optimistic. Oh, of course, of course. Um, you know, it's 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 sad enough that it got pushed back anyhow. Um, for yeah. you know, to make room for Ridley Scott to make the Alien movie he didn't want to make. So, I'm very. <laughs> He didn't make the anime movie he wanted to make. It's called The Martian. It was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been much more awesome if uh, if Matt Damon would have gotten you know his, a face hugger, a face the hugger <laughs> slapped on his face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that kind of wraps up the the mosh podge of everything that kind of happened. The non Marvel and DC news, <laughs> exactly, which we're going to go into after these amazing commercials. <laughs> I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. 
Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right taken. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those geeks you know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You you gotta leave. I called the cops. And we're back. Uh, We are discussing... The San Diego Comic Con 2016 events. The wrap up from that. Uh, we just talked a little bit about the great TV uh, trailers, uh, new shows announced, and movies that are coming out this next year and the next year. Uh, so now we're going to move into more DC and Marvel centric. Now, the ever growing world of DC TV, I guess Marvel TV. And now the you know the Marvel Universe movies have just been out for a while. Like I said, I have no no uh, no hesitation when it comes to uh, worrying about what Marvel does. Uh, now DC, on the other hand, uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, we just you know I'm about to watch Batman vs Superman: The Ultimate Edition tonight. I'm sure it's not going to make me any happier. Um, but my wife hasn't watched it. She's going to go into it. A little more, probably way lower expectations than most people should have, uh, or or should have, I guess I should say. Um, so let's let's start with uh, you know our favorite. We've done many po- podcasts on this. Let's talk about the DC TV universe. Um, before we get into the, the CW shows, let's just touch base about Justice League action. I'm a huge DC animated fan. Those um, were were very, um, you know, I grew up on just cartoon i love young justice and now we're about to get a justice league action tv show which is uh it's kind of based around the same premise that teen titans go uses it's gonna be 12 minute episodes you're gonna get the main action from say like a 20 minute cartoon all at once Uh, and it looks to be introducing a ton of new characters not new characters but characters from their roster from um from that space cabbie guy, 
to Steppenwolf, which, who is actually going to be the feature villain in uh, Justice League. So I think that's a great idea that they're doing that. Um, you know, Plastic Man and, and more. So I'm really excited to see, you know, Blue Beetle, uh, Booster Gold, all those great uh, comedic guys as well. What do you what do you? Oh, now to mention the the great voices are are there with Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. Yeah, I um I personally thought this trailer looked amazing, and one of the main reasons why Swamp Thing. Yes, I saw Swamp Thing in this. Um, I'm not. It's hard because like I, I've been a, more of a DC fan the last five years than any other time in my entire life. So like some characters I didn't recognize, a lot of them I did, but. You know, I think the 11-minute format for a show like this is going to really benefit it. They're going to be able to show, like, a ton of new characters, introduce people who are fans like myself or new people who are, who are coming into it based off the movies and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm excited for um, Justice League action. I think it's a really cool idea. I like the animation style, like a mm-hmm. uh, little bit of Brave and the Bold mixed with, um, oh, I mean... I don't know. I guess more like Brave the Bold than anything, and uh, it, I'm, I'm just excited about it. No, I, I was just gonna say that I, you know, I when I started to watch Brave the Bold, I was like, oh, it's kind of goofy, da, da, da. but then that show really grew on me, and I loved that show because it it would introduce such weird characters, and I I really like that about the DC universe that it it does have this roster of really B to Z list characters that they just will throw in throw into a cartoon like this. And they're actually really starting to do that on the TV shows as well on the CW. So um, as it becomes more and more popular with mainstream, we're, we're going to see more of these, uh, this very colorful character uh, catalog come to life. Right. Exactly. Uh, so let's, let's go to, let's go to the CW. They showed three trailers, um, the flash arrow and legends of tomorrow. Those, those three trailers just got me really excited. I think I was I was pretty happy with what Arrow was starting to present. You know, we had a very lackluster season with season four. They're, I think they're going to really look to improve what they're doing um, with this season five. They did announce that Regman, who is a very obscure, weird character, is going to be showing up on on the show. Uh, he actually absorbs the souls of of bad guys into his his reggae clothing, uh, which is a very odd character to introduce into kind of a realistic world. But, hey, I don't care. Um, they showed new vigilantes joining the team, and they showed the villain that I guess will be the big bad, Prometheus, uh, who was actually, I believe he was murdered by Ali in the comics, um, which was, I believe, the Cry for Justice, uh, I think it was Cry for Justice storyline or something like that. Um, but it's interesting to see that uh, they're bringing this character in as the bad guy. This is one of the worst trailers I saw out of all of Comic-Con. I did not care. I did not get excited. It didn't do anything for me as an investment. As soon as I saw him in Russia with his stupid fucking hair again, even though he had shaved it off previously on the island, I was like, I just don't care. Wasn't the island this season more of a flash forward than Dude, it was a flashback? It was... Let's not even get into the fucking island. But no, the point is, is, 
let's not even get to let's not even say that it, it's yeah we had we have very low expectations after what just happened like I just said so for it to start taking strides to try to fix itself that's what I want to see um, because we can't we can't deny that this is the show that started it all it had good seasons it had good storytelling there's no reason why it can't happen again especially when it's when the DC TV universe is excelling the way it is. So, you know, no matter what, I'm going to give it a shot. I don't want to say that I hated that trailer because it did introduce a lot of things that I'm familiar with and that actually it just brings, you know, it just gets me kind of excited to see these weird things being introduced into this universe. That's that's all I'll say about that. Um, but, you know, the Flash trailer wasn't was probably my second favorite out of the three um, because... I'm really not sure how this, like the flash is going to be wonderful no matter what I'm sure, but the whole flashpoint world is kind of unknown. Um, it does, it does definitely turn the TV show upside down on itself. Flash trailer. I loved, um, I liked a lot to see, you know, Wally, um, in his little outfit, his, his kid flash outfit. You know, we got the, uh, what's his name is the black rider. Um, Black Racer. Black Racer, right? So we got to see him. Um, we got to see Eobard Thawne back, and now as a series regular. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm about it. I think that that whole Flashpoint idea, even though it's a little early in my mind, I didn't think they would have done it after two seasons. That's more like a, hey, we're getting kind of slow. Let's flip everything over. But the Flash is always moving forward. And... <laughs> They did a hell of a job. So this trailer, I was very excited about. I also liked that he was, you know, getting closer with Iris. But, of course, that's all probably going to go to shit when this Flashpoint gets reversed or something. But, anywho, I, I was very excited by this trailer. So I, I thought it was a lot of fun. And we're getting a non-Speed uh, Force villain with Dr. Alchemy, uh, who I'm not overly familiar with as well. So... It'll be interesting to see kind of like depart from that. Yeah, we see the reverse flashes in this, but we also see that the reverse flash is going to have a major role on Legends of Tomorrow. Um, and well, we'll we talk didn't about see that, but we, they got they announced that. They had, right, but I'll talk about that right now. Um, yeah. So, moving on from the Flash, Legends of Tomorrow showed off the next step in their evolution of becoming probably my favorite DC show. Um, it had you know, we had the very slow start to it. It was very, very mundane. And then it just wrapped up so epically, I think, by the end of season one. Now that they're in season two, they probably have a bigger budget for the show. They're going to be exploring a lot more um, a lot more characters, it looks like. I mean, we've already know the JSA is on its way. They've announced that Stargirl, Dr. Midnight, and Obsidian are going to be cast for the show. So that's that's growing that team beyond just, you know, Jay Garrick, Flash, and Our Man, which we saw at the end of the first season. But it was also announced that in an iteration of the Legion of Doom, which is a classic team of bad guys, um, will be the main antagonists of this season. So it's interesting to kind of hear this, um, but have it not be really the Legion of Doom that I know, that most people know, you know, with the big skull base in the swamp and that real Legion of Doom. I really wish they wouldn't have used this term, I guess. Um, but whatever. Um, so this team is going to consist of Damian Dark, the Reverse Flash, um, 
I'm John. I just lost it. Um, I don't remember. Oh, Malcolm Merlin, and oh, yeah. and Captain Cold, which is like kind of kind of mind blowing after uh, the events of the end of season one. So we're gonna see Wentworth Miller returning. Uh, my probably one of my favorite aspects of the show uh, to the forefront, but this time as a villain. Yeah, I I feel horrible about that choice. Um, he is my favorite part of that show. When he got off of it, I was like, Ugh, gosh, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. You know, Legend of Tomorrow ended in such a fantastic way that I am optimistic about this next season. It's just that almost everything that they've announced without side of the footage, I have not been happy with. The footage looked good. It didn't get me super excited. It didn't get me down. I just felt whelmed by the footage. So seeing Damien Dark, you know, and and Sarah happen to fight him, I was kind of like, okay, like, I get it. He's older, but I don't get how this fits in. You can't really kill him. So what's the point of even having him? I don't know. I'm like, I know I'm excited to watch this show, but so far... (laughs) The footage and the the announcements are not really helping me get more excited. That's for sure. I'm trying to figure out which announcements you're talking about. The announcements of the Legion of Doom and, and the announcements that Captain Cold's going to be a bad guy. Oh yeah, those are whatever. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. I you know, Malcolm Merlin is is definitely overplayed in these shows, um, but I mean, I love John Barrowman, and I guess this is better than him just like moping around the set of Arrow like. Um, trying to protect his daughter. So, if Malcolm Merlin wants to come back and be a badass in time, whatever. Yeah. All I want to all I want to say is that the mere fact that the JSA is really starting to come together on this show, it's just it's it just shows how much you know how it, I guess how progressive these these shows are um, compared to you know Arrow season one and where they still wanted to do Batman Begins and shit. You know. So, I'm I'm you know. I'm I'm very excited for this show because as much as I love the Flash, I I really felt like this had this by the end of the season was right up there with that with, for in my opinion. I was very excited and it's just it's such a fantastical element of sci-fi and 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 a team show that this really I think this is what I've really been waiting for since, you know, when Smallville tried to introduce the JLA on TV which at the time I accepted, but right now I just, when I think about it back, about it, I'm just like, you know, I don't give a shit. Um, let's talk a little bit about Supergirl. There really wasn't a big presence. Uh, we did find out that who's not really who is in that, uh, in the pod, but we found out that it is a Kryptonian, uh, who's going to be played by, I forget what the actor's name is, but I don't care right now. Um, I really want to kind of know what the expanded role of Superman or if it's just going to be Clark Kent on the show. But of course there was no real announcements, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't have much to say other than I really hope that Clissa Flockhart isn't completely gone from that show because she's one of my favorite elements of it. I like her more than Jimmy Olsen and Wynn, is it Wynn, combined. So I... uh, like and I know she's not going to be on the show as much, it, it, which kind of saddens me. The fact that they didn't show a trailer was actually kind of shocking to me, especially since she's 
front and center on Fox's um, DC, or sorry, just the DC uh, huge poster, which is awesome. You know, it's got Gotham, Lucifer, Flash, Arrow, Legends, you know, and Supergirl and Flash, sorry, are right up front. And yet you don't have a trailer and you're at Comic-Con? Okay. It just seemed like a wasted opportunity. But that show is one of my favorite shows um, that that premiered last year. So I, I am still optimistic. It's just, I you know, show some footage. You're going to be showing in two months, so give us something. So, yeah, like you said, Cluster Flockhart is definitely going to be in a scale-back role. I mean, they, they, they cast Ian Gomez as Snapper Carr, who is the editor-in-chief now of Catco. So she is definitely going to be not around as much. But, you know, it's upsetting at the same time. I mean, we knew that there was going to be cuts to move the CW. At least Martian Manhunter is not going to disappear by the way of Mars. You know, it's like um, I think that would be probably something that I would miss more than than her than her funniness. Because it was such a big revelation to show that character on TV in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so... Moving on, uh, Gotham, like you just mentioned, they showed they showed a four-minute trailer, three minutes of old footage, and then a minute of new footage, which really didn't show me too much. Uh, whatever, um, doesn't matter. I'm gonna watch the show. It's it's my guilty pleasure, as I stated in the past. Um, also, it's said that Gordon will evolve this season. Will he become the commissioner? Who knows. What else is he going to evolve into? You know, another DC character, they said. I mean, he's Jim Gordon right now, without a badge, without a country. I mean, that's really the only thing I can see really happening is he'll be named commissioner by the end of the season. Yeah, I have zero opinions on Gotham because I don't watch it. Yeah. Unless he becomes Batman, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, they did show some more Court of Owls stuff, so they will, uh, looking forward to that and seeing how they play that out. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Marvel TV. Eh, Agent Shield is returning to, uh, I don't even know what season it is anymore. Uh, I think it's four. Season four, yeah. Um, they are moving to the death slot. The, as they want to say, it's the more mature TV spot, but we all know what it is. Um, but Wait, they, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. On, on a Monday or Tuesday? I think 10 o'clock Mondays. <laughs> Nobody's going to fucking watch this show even less than they do now then. Yeah, not even. That is a, that is a death toll right there. <laughs> yeah. they've, they've signed their own death certificate. Seriously. Um, they will be introducing Ghost Rider. It's not the Ghost Rider anybody really expected, nor did we expect Ghost Rider to be introduced or in wanted. the first place. Or wanted. Um, but, you know, the, the Robbie Ray's version of Ghost Rider was introduced in the last couple of years here during one of the Marvel Now initiatives that we we've expressed kind of our dislike of sometimes it's good sometimes it's not but this is a kid who is a mechanic he becomes ghost rider driving around with his car um so this will be the iteration that we see in the marvel universe studios universe before we even get johnny blaze or danny catch or anything on a netflix show so will we do you think that they'll even use johnny blaze within the next few years now that this is happening uh, yeah, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be done in the next couple of years. There you go. If that. There you go. Moving on. I don't give a shit. Um, 
uh, Marvel Animation, the TV shows, the kids shows on Saturday mornings. They are they're fun. I actually have not been watching them lately. My wife likes them a lot more than I do. Um, they're good. They're good enough. Um, they're good for introducing these, like I always say about the DC shows, introducing new characters to the kids. And the upcoming season of Avengers, which is now, it was Avengers Assemble, then it moved to like Avengers Ultra Initiative, blah, blah, blah. The next season is going to be Avengers Secret Wars. And they're also going to do a Civil War arc. So uh, the team disappears. And uh, a new team of heroes introducing characters like Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and even Lady Thor to kids to kind of get them ready for the next wave of Marvel movies. Uh, it's going to happen. So I think that's kind of cool. I, I will kind of, I actually, I don't like the Ultron stories that much. So I didn't watch this last season. Um, and my wife says the same thing. It's really boring. Um, so to see that on TV, Secret Wars, Civil War will be cool, I think. Uh, last little thing about animation. Scotty Young-inspired artwork will be going into a Groot and Rocket Raccoon cartoon. Uh, these will be presented in shorts, uh, which I guess will kind of compete with Justice League action. But um, from what I've heard, the animation style is really awesome. And uh, this is actually really, uh, really cool. So. I'm okay with that, but just put in the whole Guardians. Like, why waste my time? There's, a gar- there's already a Guardians cartoon. I know. I guess whatever. I'll still check it out. I I do like those characters a lot. Yeah, they're short, so they'll be yeah. easy to watch. Go ahead. Cool. Talk about the Walking Dead trailer that we missed earlier. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did. It's awesome. It's amazing. That's it's it. So like, it's such it's such an, an amazing trailer, without even showing any of those characters that you're even like speculating who's going to die. It's a it's it's awesome because it just shows, you know, we all knew Ezekiel was coming. It shows that fucking tiger like. It's just like yeah. really cool concepts. Um, the Walking Dead has taken like gone from forty to one hundred and forty within the last few seasons, um, and it's just million viewers. You mean? Uh, just my opinion on the show alone. Um, it's I can't wait for it to return. Yeah, I mean it is the number one show on television. Um, it makes sense. My wife saw Shiva the tiger show up, and she was like, "Is that a tiger?" That was like. What did it look like? Oh my god! Oh my god! Why is there a tiger? I was like, you'll find out. <laughs> like I don't. I know you haven't read that in the comics, but you are familiar at least with uh, the characters. So it's it's uh, the fact that they have a fucking tiger on television. Come on, like that's it. It's gonna be crazy. I cannot wait because this starts the best storyline in all of The Walking Dead. It's a hundred and forty something comic. Um, the one that's Negan versus the the people over at Woodbury, or not Woodbury, uh, Alexandria. I, I don't know if they're going to do, it's like a 12-issue series, like a whole War. year. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's pretty much all we're getting for the whole season. I'm okay with it if that's what it is. I mean, they could stretch it out until two, but I'm I'm pumped. I I cannot wait and you know what? Actually, they should do it because what happens after that arc? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what their plan is. I don't know if they, these guys want to do The Walking Dead forever on TV for as long as the comics are. I don't know if they have an end date in sight. I mean, we're getting ready to go into season seven, and you know, the comics are still at least twenty issues ahead of them. So it's like. 
I, I don't know what they want to do, but it, it could go on for a very long time. It could go on for 10 seasons at least. It, do, it doesn't need to stop. It's not Game of Thrones where they need to put an end date on it for some reason. It's like they're putting fucking Walking Dead on all the comic book comp badges still. It still has the most viewership on fucking TV. And they're still putting out comics, which we've discussed as being storyboards for for as long as it's going to last. And it will last as long as it's making money. And I hope it does as long as it's it good. And it does. I mean, because it's, a, it's, it's so fucking well written, that comic. And Robert Kirkman... You know, he's got his hands all over it. Now Greg, Greg Nicotero is, is pretty much like the showrunner on there. And, you know, I've loved Greg Nicotero since I don't even know how fucking long that guy's been. He's a brilliant master of special effects, and he's a good director. And, you know, I can't wait to see what they decide to do this next season. But if they follow the comic books as well as they've been doing for the last, I think, it's two seasons, the show, just keep it going. Just keep it going. Awesome. All right, what's, what's next? All right, we are going to we're going to do a little. Uh, let's treat this as more just like highlights of both the Marvel and DC. Um, everybody, if you're a comic fan, you know what happened. You know what's out there. We're just going to touch base on this. Um, so let's start with the Marvel news. Sony and Marvel Studios, we know, have uh, teamed up for Spider-Man: Homecoming. It's one of the most unprecedented things that we've seen in comic book movies yet. Um, Tom Holland showed up on Civil War as Peter Parker. Now he's getting his own movie. And the people at Comic-Con saw footage, and it's been confirmed that the Vulture is the villain. We know that Michael Keaton's in the movie. It's not confirmed who he is. Uh, what do you think? you think he's the Vulture? I think he's J. Jordan Jameson. That, that would be awesome. That would be amazing if he's just, like, playing psychotic Michael Keaton. Yeah, I think that they don't want to give him another Bird-esque role. Not to say, <laughs> like, if he, you know what, if he is Vulture, it's fine. I love yeah. Michael Keaton. Uh, Spotlight's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, and Birdman right up there too. Like he's not stopping. Um, and I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, as we know. I have a tattooed on me. They're saying the footage is very much like John Hughes, Michael Keaton. If he's Jay Jonah, if he's Vulture, whatever. I'm in. I'm gonna see that movie day one, opening night, regardless of what happens or what they show. No doubt. Another uh, major awesome character that came out of civil war is black Panther. Uh, the upcoming standalone movie is going to feature. Um, I'm not even sure because the black Panther origin is kind of thrown out the door with civil war. So we're going to see kind of what happens. Michael B. Jordan was confirmed to play the main villain, uh, Eric Killmonger who has, uh, usurped Wakanda several times in the comics. So that'll be interesting to see a, a caliber actor like him, uh, especially making a move from Fox's fantastic four. So at least he's in a good Marvel movie. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, I think I say that in the right, will be playing Nakia, uh, who is one of the honor guards. They're all female honor guards in Wakanda, of course. We've seen that in the cartoons. Uh, it's very exciting to see her uh, take on this role, along with Michonne. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her. Denai, Denai Gura? I don't know. Whatever. Michonne from Walking Dead is also in this movie, which I just found out during Comic-Con. Uh, she will be playing the leader of the Dora Milaji, which is the, the honor guard as well. Thoughts? Awesome. I mean, I can't even really say anything bad about this. Ryan Coogler, uh, Fruitvale Station, and especially fucking Creed. Creed was hands down amazing. Like, this guy knows how to direct. Um, you know, we got an all, not all, but mostly African-American cast. 
which I think is fantastic. Um, that's something that, you know, I don't like to go and pit them against each other all the time, but like that will be something that Marvel's got ahead of DC right now. We'll talk about something that DC's got to have with Marvel a little later, but I think it's great. You know, I think it's good to have like this diversity. I think that Chadwick Bossman did a fantastic job in Civil War. Can't wait for this movie. I'm I'm all in. And the casting choices, fucking spot on, man. Uh, next up, we got the full Doctor Strange trailer. The actual, hey, let's show some magic. And this show looks, uh, this movie, I can't wait. I can't wait till November. Um, it's just, it's star-studded. They showed Mads Nicholson is more like his role is more definitely more centered as the villain of the movie. Uh, I really thought that like Baron Mordor would be um, the bad guy as he's kind of featured in it a lot of the time as like Dormammu's, uh, you know, henchman. But it looks like more that Mordo is going to be like this coalition of magic users that like get strange on their team to try to fight uh, Matt Nicholson's character. And probably Dormammu is possessing him at some point. Uh, Total Inception-looking movie. I wouldn't be surprised if this movie wins an Academy Award of some sort. The the trailer was amazing. Like I, the music. If you listen to oh, Contact oh. by um, Daft Punk, is very reminiscent of that particular yes. song. Um, obviously, the visuals are a lot like Christopher Nolan's Inception. Uh, yeah, I knew that Mordo and him are friends at least at the beginning. You know what I mean? Maybe that will change later on when, like, he becomes Sorcerer Supreme because he's definitely not that at the beginning of the movie. But once he becomes Sorcerer Supreme, I think that's when they'll show some hints that uh, Mordo will will change towards the end. But yeah, in the meantime, he's going to fight Mads Mikkelsen. Um, they did announce a comic that there's going to be a Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supremes, I think is, is what the title is. Um, and I think that that's going to be a little bit more of a precursor or sequel or whatever you want to call it uh, around this movie because they are going to have other uh, magic users in this, which I think is going to be great. We also got our first look at Wong, um, and obviously he's a lot more than just his, uh, you know, kind of like manservant as he is in the comics oftentimes. Like he looks like he's going to be the more of the trainer role. Um, curiously enough, if you watch the animated movie that came out a few years ago, it looks to be kind of a lot like that, Good, <laughs> um, which is good. It's a good animated movie and it looks like they're kind of following a little bit of the plot elements of it. So yeah, this trailer, I, not that I wasn't in on the first trailer, but this was like, fuck yes, this is Dr. Strange. God damn it. Marvel, you're blowing my mind. Marvel doesn't have to show a tra- trailer I'm in. Uh, no, yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is coming soon. Uh, we knew that Kurt Russell is in that movie. Fan favorite. One of our favorites. We knew that he was probably going to play Star-Lord's dad. It is now confirmed that he is. But it was also confirmed that he is <laughs> that he is also Eagle the Living Planet, which is a majorly obscure character from the comics, which is actually a, a living planet. Um, so Somehow, uh, he takes human form and uh, impregnates Star Lord's mother, and that's that's where we're going from there. They showed the costume, um, so it'll be really interesting to see how James Gunn treats this. Uh, it's 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 out there, and, and I'm really kind of 
waiting to see, <laughs> waiting to watch this movie because I'm really excited for it. I'm I'm really surprised they didn't show footage because thought, the last Guardians they did. did they? I don't but, think they did. Um, at least I didn't read any like trailer breakdowns or anything. But I don't care. This yeah, yeah. ego Kurt Russell. Hell to the yeah. That's that's all I have to say. I you don't have to show any footage of the Guardians for everyone in the world to be into it because the movie was gangbusters. But I like how weird James Gunn is, and I like how off the wall that he's bringing a living planet to life. Oh yeah, let's let's do it. Another, uh, I guess we'll say Marvel um, cosmic movie uh, will be Captain Marvel, and this time around. Instead of the, uh, the old school Captain Marvel, we're getting the Carol Danvers version. So it'll be Marvel's first major, um, I guess, based on a superheroine. Uh, and it's announced that Brie Larson will be playing the role of Carol Danvers in the movie. Thoughts? Hell yeah. I remember uh, t- I tweeted at her. <laughs> yeah. Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston, Loki and Captain Marvel, or something around those lines. Yeah, like... I've liked Brie Larson since I saw her in um, Tom or uh, Scott Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. She played Envy Adams. That's what I wrote. I wrote uh, Envy for Danvers. <laughs> that that was the hashtag. Nice. But I'm I'm pumped. She's an awesome short term twelve. The boy. She's an amazing actress, and Carol Danvers I think is going to be right up her alley and. Marvel's first female-driven uh, um, superhero movie. Um, I think this is great. So, yeah, I, I'm very, very excited. Cool. Uh, finally, the last little bit of news about another Marvel movie, of course, Thor Ragnarok, a movie that I am really, really excited about. Uh, we got a little information about there's going to be some time travel in this movie. We saw the Hulk gladiator armor from Planet Hulk, the comic series, is going to be featured in that. We knew that Hulk was going to be in this movie, that Thor will probably battle him in some kind of gladiatorial event before they go on to some buddy buddy cop adventure. Um, and not to mention that the uh, people at SCCC got to see a little mockumentary of what Thor was doing during Civil War leading up to Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I'm I, want, that... I want to see it. I want to see that. Yeah, I hope we get to see that footage on the Civil War Blu-ray. Because um, they haven't done one-shots in a long time, which I that's think true. is a shame. I don't actually understand why. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we even got an Agent Carter's TV show is because of the one-shots. So it's like, let's just, just keep it going. And it gives like some other maybe not well-known directors a chance to shine with those characters. Um, so, yeah, Thor Ragnarok... I, we all kind of knew that it was going to be Planet Hulk-esque. Loki is probably going to pit Thor against um, a bunch of people, and the final battle will be against Hulk. They'll come to some sort of resolution and have to go on an adventure, and I don't give a shit because I'm all about it. And this movie will likely not take place on Earth ever, which is why I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it'll probably be the best Thor movie of them all. <clears throat> Um, just one last little tidbit of Marvel news, not Marvel news, news really, but it's, no, before that, even, um, Joss Whedon mentioned, yes, I'd like to do a black widow movie. What do you think? Joss bring Whedon doing a female superhero with powers or not even with powers, but a kick-ass, kick-ass. female hero. 
as in Buffy, as in Frey, as in Faith, as in Dollhouse. Yeah, no shit. Come on. That's a, that's a no-brainer. And the fact that they didn't do this five years ago, I'm actually kind of shocked about. But whatever. You're going to do it now. Or even there's, you know, it's a rumor. They're not saying they're going to do it, but he would do it. Yes. Please do it. Yes. After your Firefly uh, Netflix series. Okay. Uh, moving on to the last little bit of Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Marvel Marvel animo- animated movies have been hit or miss. There are a few good ones, uh, but mostly, I'm sorry, they've been based for kids. This time around, we've heard that there's an announcement that there will be a more mature-based one uh, now that The Killing Joke is a rated R DC animated movie. We're going to get a Hulk movie called Where Monsters Dwell. Uh, it's going to feature Doctor Strange and Howling Commandos. Not those Howling Commandos from World War II, but the Howling Commandos from uh, like the monster ones that you see. There was like a Punisher one where it became Frankenstein. Weird things like that. It's a very weird-sounding movie. I don't care. I want to see a mature Marvel animated movie. You? This is like such a strange thing. Like yeah. they did where monsters dwell, um, which was based off like a pulp comic that Garth Enos re kind of like remastered, rebooted, whatever for silk. Uh, sorry for the secret wars one off battle world title. And it was amazing. And then now you get the same title, but with Hulk and it's like a in Dr. Strange. And I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what I necessarily think about it, other than I think it's probably going to be awesome. <laughs> That's what yeah. I know. Yeah. Because I, lo- I love those Hulk, Hulk versus cartoons. Uh, oh, yeah. Those are the best ones, and I'm, I'm hoping that it's even more hardcore than that. All right. Let's get into the last segment of our uh, podcast today. We're going to talk about the reveals of, from DC, uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, we got the Wonder Woman trailer finally. It you were okay with it. I loved it. Um, I just think that moving forward after the Batman versus Superman debacle, um, I just think that DC is going to be on the right track. Hopefully, cross my fingers. Um, but Wonder Woman looks like a pretty good time so far. It's written by Jeff Johns. Um, I it is what I expected. The only reason why I said I was okay with it is that it wasn't anything that I didn't expect. Um, the action got me very excited. The music looked great. The cinematography looked awesome. Patty Jenkins in the director's seat. Uh, looks like she knows what she's doing. It's just that for me, I wanted to see a little bit more fantastical elements. I did not think that I was going to see those elements, but it was what I expected. So, is that a bad thing? No. Am I going to see it day one? Hell yes. Did my wife get excited about it? And hopefully your wife and other females out there. That's all I want. I want this movie to do huge numbers. I want females to like love it and it to, to spawn more female-driven superhero movies. Um, that's what, you know, and they've already announced that they want to do a Harley movie. So, like, that's it. I, I, I'm glad. I, you know, and that's, I think that's a major point that you made there is that I, to make um, the importance of having a strong female character, and she is the strongest. Yes. She is the classic, um, just the iconic woman superhero. Um, they've brightened up her suit even from uh, Batman vs. Superman, much more like the comics, very they red. They just took off the fucking blue. filter that. 
Zach Shelley used <laughs> yeah. his life. I mean, really, that's it. No, seriously. Um, I think maybe they're going to hide some of the you know more magical elements from the trailer. Um, we'll probably get some. I'm sure we'll get some stuff, but. Are we going to get Ares? Are we going to get that whole... I don't think so. Not this time around. Um, maybe it'll hint towards it towards the end of the movie. Who knows? Um, but, you know, it looks it looks comical. It looks badass. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for this movie. I, I can't wait. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is, is that I had this discussion with the guy at the comic shop, and he... And he was telling me, like, people are very, they're scared to read Wonder Woman. I was like, why is Wonder Woman Rebirth still sitting on the shelf? People are always hesitant to read this title. I don't understand why. It's just like, I have, when uh, Brandon Zarello was writing it, it was great. Um, I just, this this new Greg Pack series is good so far. I just, I Greg don't. Greg I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Greg Rocco, I'm sorry. Um, series is, is doing is doing wonders for the character. And the fact that they're going to just kind of clean up her origin story. I just hope that it, it makes her more accessible to, to uh, fans, you know, male and female. Agreed. Absolutely. Agreed. Uh, next trailer. Uh, yeah, we're going to call, I'll call it a fucking trailer because they showed some justice league footage and not only does it look brighter, more humor uh, centric than, than Batman versus Superman, but it actually, it does get me excited for the movie. The little, was it a White Stripes song they were playing to, during it? Or it something? is. It is, and it was just like, that was kind of odd, the pacing of it, but um, I don't know. I I really want I really want this movie to be good. I, I've been waiting for a Justice League movie for decades. <laughs> so, please, I just, Jeff Johns, please, you know, get on there. Zack Snyder, I still think you're a great director. I think you can redeem yourself with this movie. What do you think? I'll be honest with you, this footage like blew me away. Like I it's it's up there for me because you know, Batman versus Superman obviously tempered my reservations. Um, Suicide Squad consistently looks good and I know we're going to talk about it in a second. Um, Wonder Woman met my expectations. Justice League, after Batman vs. Superman, I was like, ugh, do I care? You know what I'm about these characters? The Ultimate Edition did help, for sure. But, like, I just had really low expectations. And reading the set visit, and I read everything about the set visit from numerous people, I got excited seeing this footage, which matched up to the set visit stuff. You know, seeing our first look and hearing Cyborg um, the flash suit, when I saw the picture, I remember Chris texting me and I was like, I don't give a shit. Seeing the, the sorry, the flash's suit in action, um, I liked it a lot. Seeing the flash tap into the speed force was a little weird to me. Like yeah. that, that he has to tap into the speed force. I was like, okay with, but then like how there's like electricity all around, like, is that electricity, like, is Bruce Wayne aware of that electricity? Or is it just, like, in the Speed Force? That that threw me off because I was like, I get that you have to tap into the Speed Force in order to go really fast. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like it always affects everything around you. And that's what they kind of showed in the footage. I think that's I think that's a really good point because if you remember the footage, from the, the, the candid camera footage from Batman vs. Superman, it just shows him, like, 
really quick. Yes. And you know what? Until we see it, until they explain it a little bit better, I don't know how I really feel about it because we get the Grand Gustin Flash on TV and it's very, it seems like they want to kind of depart from that at the same time. Which they should. Which they should. Um, but from what I saw of Ezra Miller, I I want to see more of it because I actually I did like his take on it. He seems like he's a little bit of he's a little bit of a um, an outcast. He doesn't like he says he needs friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what he's funny though. Um, yes. And that scene was very Civil War esque. Um, you know, if you want to say they copied it, fine. I don't care because that whole like older hero, younger hero mentor thing, I dig. I like it, and I think it's an important thing when it comes down to. Um, the superhero um, lineage and and how how people and and teamwork and team building and like that. So that's and that's really what it is. And and to talk about the other character who is really prominently featured in that, Arthur Curry. Yeah. I mean, I am I am ready for an Aquaman movie. I mean, it is really it's not the bright Aquaman that we know from the comics. It is definitely more of a uh, a darker version, um, more badass version than. I mean, I'm not gonna say Aquaman is not a badass, but it is like the the Cal Drago of of the of the Aquaman. So, uh, just kind of like intermixing that that more serious tone with Bruce Wayne being funny, but he's like he's still he's still grumpy Bruce Wayne, but he's like cracking jokes. I I don't know how I feel about that. At the same time, I was okay with it. I was, you know what? Because in the last few years with how Scott Snyder writes him, how we see him in the Arkham games portrayed, we lose that humor a little bit. But Batman the Animated Series, he's funny. Mm -hmm. Like, Bruce Wayne is. Batman, maybe not so much, but Bruce Wayne is very sarcastic and, you know what I mean, a very dry sense of humor. And I think they tapped into that a little bit more. So I, I personally, I was... I'm fine with it and they need it because they've obviously we saw what happened in the last attempt. Um, He's so a grumpy fucking that movie. hundred percent in now, not even 90% like that footage did it. Uh, what's next? Up next, uh, suicide squad. We got the, we got the, I guess more of the soundtrack based trailer. I wasn't going to watch it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. I want to see as much as I can about this movie because I don't think they really spoil much. They didn't. The trailer was great. Um, I know you have some things to say about the songs. Um, that it's just it's the next couple of weeks are going to go very by very slow as I await this movie to come out. It's one week. It's one week oh. on Friday. Oh. Yeah, that's oh, the thing. It's not that long. From we're, so we're recording this on the twenty fifth. It comes out on August fourth, man. Actually, you can see it at six o'clock on Wednesday. It's really weird. There's a Wednesday showing of it at 6 p.m. We're going to start so, seeing movies on like Mondays eventually. I don't know, I guess, which is fine. You know, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> but, um, this, this trailer, uh, it didn't do anything to get me more excited. Again, it just, I was fine with it. You know, you got to see like two seconds of, um, what's her name? Enchantress kind of in full enchantress mode. Um, it was a little bit more dead shot centric than any other character. Um, I actually was more impressed with the trailer that came out a couple days before Comic-Con that was all Amanda Waller. Like that right there, that was like a pre-San Diego Comic-Con trailer 
that really showed her being a badass. I was more excited about that. Even though they used the Queen song again for it. Um, this one they did the uh, they did a mix between the um, Twenty One Pilots song and the Wiz Khalifa song. They they mixed between the two. You know, I will say this: there hasn't been a movie centric soundtrack in a long time, like where artists actually make a song for a movie. Um, Lego Batman actually. Actually, does also do that, which I thought was funny. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it was it's cool. Like, I like that they're doing that. I like that they're going that route. I will buy this soundtrack day one because I've liked all the songs that've been released for it. Uh, Lana Del Rey also has a song um, for it, and oh, I cool. know that Jared Leto and Skrillex have a song. And I, I guess at Comic Con they premiered it, but I haven't heard it yet. Um, yeah. Oh. Buy that soundtrack. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just it's it's a really cool idea, and they've obviously been doing gangbusters with that um, with marketing the music with the trailer. So yeah, it didn't get me any more excited, but it definitely didn't get me any less. I'm still pu- oh, actually, one thing that they did show really well that we have not seen was Ike Barinholtz. That was the first time that I can think that we actually saw that character. Still don't know what he who he is. He looks to be maybe just a goon of the um of the Joker. He was the one that Joker grabs and he has a goatee. He's on the Mindy Project and my wife watches that show. So I don't you know, at first they were saying he's Hugo Strange, but I definitely don't think he's Hugo Strange. He looks like he's just kind of like a random character that the, the Joker fucks around with. Yeah, I can't wait to see Jared Little take that role on. Oh my gosh, yeah. Pumps. Uh just last Last touch on the uh, DC uh, Cinematic Universe. It is now confirmed that Ben Affleck is going to write and direct the Batman solo flick. Very excited about this. Uh, he is he is Oscar-winning director. He's a great writer. He's going to be writing his own his own character. Jeff Johns is going to have the influence there. Um, I this will be hands down probably the best Batman movie. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't <laughs> you know what i mean like um oh. he's he's as you said oh wait wait maybe lego batman might be the best bad movie oh um yeah i mean ben affleck for me has been uh he has not failed yet in the director's chair he's got another movie coming out i want to see later on this year a little bit more towards oscar season um, another period piece type movie, but it, I think it's a mobster movie. I think it's going to be great. I, he's, this is it. He's doing Batman. All I can hope for is that Zack Snyder comes in a couple days and says, here's how I shot this scene <laughs> because the action in that scene is goddamn incredible. But um, yeah, I'm all about it. Very excited. Moving to the opposite spectrum of Batman movies, this was something that I was not overly excited about. I loved Will Arnett's character in the in the Lego movie. I thought that you know it was a neat addition. Then they announced that they were going to do a Lego Batman movie. Then they started showing weird pictures of like Robin, who looked like uh, Carrie Kelly, but it actually is Dick Grayson. Um, until you actually watch this trailer, you don't really know what to expect. Once you watch this trailer. It is like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I will probably go see this movie in the theater after I said I wouldn't. Um, but this 
this this trailer cracked me the fuck up. I agree. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's insane. It's, it's kind of <laughs> hard not to laugh at that trailer. Yeah. So goofy and so like taking this character that you love to a completely different level that you don't get out of like the Lego Batman games. And like you said, they touched upon it in the Lego movie, but this was like just a bonkers trailer, like drop kicking like Alfred through a piano. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's just, it's, it's very funny and it's very well done. And, uh, Michael Sarah as the voice of um, <laughs> Robin. Robin, you know, going off of Will Arnett, who they're both from Arrested Development. It's it's just good. It's just if you haven't seen it, watch it. I can't do a favor song for that one. Might be Wiz Khalifa again, but they do a Lego Batman rap song. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's just it's a funny. It's a very funny trailer. So I look forward to that next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, to wrap it up. Uh, this is we're going to talk about the more mature DC animated movies. We love them. They're some of our, some of the best uh, comic book animated movies of all time. Uh, we are going to talk. There's three of them announced. We're going to have an original Batman and Harley Quinn movie, uh, which is expected with uh, Harley Quinn being as popular as she is now. She's about to explode even more onto the mainstream with Suicide Squad coming out. But this is going to be uh, produced by Bruce Tim. So we don't really have too much detail on that right now, but cool enough because, you know, him and Paul Dini created the character for the show, uh, Batman the Anime Series, and she has only become more popular since then. Yeah. Uh, Justly Dark was confirmed that it is going to be a cartoon movie. Uh, John Constantine, bring it on. I'm excited for this movie. I would have loved to see live action, but you know what? I'm sure an animated movie will be fucking amazing. And finally, Teen Titans, the Judas Contract. Um, Teen Titans versus Justly uh, impressed me very much. I I didn't really know what I was going to think about that movie. I'm a big Teen Titans fan, and now they're about to do one of the biggest uh, Teen Titan ar- arcs of all time. Uh, this is like when Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing. Uh, it's very involved with Deathstroke, uh, his children, stuff like that. So I think this movie uh, is going to be hands down pretty awesome. Thoughts? Batman Harley, no brainer. Um... We don't know anything about the plot, so I don't know how that's going to play off of each other, but whatever. I'm in. Um, the Justice League Dark, yet again, you know, Guillermo del Toro was attached to a project, the live-action version. I was excited about that. Then it kept getting pushed off and blah, 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 blah. I'm just Swamp Thing, yet again. Glad to see Swamp Thing on the screen. Rather, he was in live-action, but I'll take it, especially with Constantine, what is it, Santana, Dead Man. Um, missing somebody else in there, but could be great. Um, Teen Titans, I don't know that storyline. What you just said, you know, gets me pumped up. The only thing I can say is that introducing or sorry, making Dick Grayson isn't in Teen Titans in this world. It's, so what they're gonna do? Like he's already. It's Maybe, not. It's not a so, sequel to Teen Titans vs. Justice League. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's one of those standalone stories. Like maybe the Killing Joke adapts a classic comic. This will adapt okay. a classic comic. Maybe they'll do a whole new storyline. But I don't know why they would. But at the same time, remember that um, the just our favorite Justice League movie. Um, what was it? The the one Batman learns all the power, like uses the powers against them, just whatever. Again. Is based upon the a classic story as well, and they readapted. So we'll see what happens with uh, 
Yeah, Tower of Babel, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, so I, you know, whatever. AC Animated Movies, I buy them. I love them. And they are, they are free a year. So bring them on. Yep. I, I completely agree. Um, While we're on this topic, though, Killing Joke is, is hitting theaters as we speak tonight, this week. It is released next week. It has gotten some flack at Comic-Con. Um, Brian Azario called somebody a pussy over the fact that they didn't like the fact that Batman and Batgirl have sex. Uh, there's Whoa. a lot of, Oh, you didn't read it. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler. It's, it's never mind. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's erase time. They had to come up with, they had to come up with like an extra like hour of fucking footage, uh, to make this Dude. movie. So Batgirl. Spoiler alert. Sorry. So they get Batgirl a backstory. And I won't spoil any more for you. But oh my god! All right. If, if I'm going to there, see it in an hour, just so you know, right. not when you guys are listening to it, but yeah. So please be ready for that. Um, bad on bad action. Uh, right. Sorry, sorry. I forgot that you didn't read it. So enjoy, enjoy the movie. Let me know what you think. I, you know what? This is a really hard story to adapt anyhow into any kind of form. Besides people who love that comic. At the same time. People were begging for this to be a movie. So what did you expect? I expect that you can find us on don'tforgetatollow.com, the only place to travel geekly. <laughs> Check us out on our uh, Instagram and Twitter pages at dfattowel. Um, if you have any questions, you want to give us some show ideas, you want to give us some feedback, um, email us at don'tforgetatollow1 at gmail.com. Um, happy to talk, happy to Happy to chat with you. Yeah, and that's about it. Um, a lot of stuff came out of SDC this year. Awesome convention, I thought, uh, especially compared to prior years. This just, I found myself at the computer writing, you know, putting out articles almost every hour. So it was uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, we can, we're going to do a Pursuit of Plastic episode about the toys that were announced. Uh, and you know, I'm sure you'll hear about the comics over on, uh, those geeks, you know, uh, eventually. So this is Chris signing off and this is Casey saying peace. Peace.